0: Hi, this is Brad Lambert, and you're listening to Relationships and Revenue podcast with John Hewlin.
1: This is Relationships and Revenue, the show where real answers come from real discussions about what holds men back in their relationships at home and in business. A better bottom line at work means improving life at home. This show is all about helping you become a better entrepreneur and a better man. Welcome back, everyone, to the Relationships and Revenue Podcast. I am your host, John Hewlin. So happy you decided to join us today. And I have a fabulous guest with us, a celebrity, if you will. Oh, please. (laughs) Brad (laughs) Lambert. Brad, how are you today, my friend? Oh, man, great to be here. Thank you so much. Oh, well, I'm so glad you could join us today. Now, folks, I want to fill you in a little bit on Brad and who he is. And hopefully, once you hear who he is, you'll understand why he's here. So Brad is a producer, a talent manager, speaker, and a coach. Now, all those things sound impressive, just all on their own. <laughs> but <clears throat> now he's worked with such names or brands as, oh, I don't know, Disney, Marvel, warner brothers sony universal trust me there are many more i could be offering up to you but that's definitely something that he's done he's worked with a lot of big name brands out there he's worked with big name people i'm gonna name drop so robert downey jr he worked directly with robert downey jr for a year is that right am i right on that brad this is true okay okay Yeah, and if you guys, when you check him out on social media, you're going to see pictures of him with Robert Downey Jr. Uh, I just saw something that he dropped, either this week or last week. It was was a video from Mr. Downey Jr. to Brad. It was really cool. It had to do with Pittsburgh Steelers, and that ties into his roots and stuff. So I don't want to say too much about that because I want Brad to talk about that. So, Brad, now that we've told everybody a little, I mean, a little teeny tiny bit about you and what you do, take us back. Tell us about how you got your start and how that has translated into the business you have today.
0: So I want to rephrase something real quick in regards to how I got my start. I'm, I've been a self starter in a way where I'm not going to sit around and wait for things to happen. I'm Mm. not going to sit around and wait for an opportunity to be offered to me. So Uh, This isn't a grandiose thing, but it is important. I think we all have the ability to create our own path. I Mm. think we all have the ability to go after what we want. So at a very young age, I identified with my passions very quickly. I loved sports and I love entertainment. So being from Pittsburgh and a diehard Steeler fan, uh, Penguins fan, and just being raised kind of in that atmosphere of just sports becoming a huge part of my life, I wanted that to be a huge part of my life moving forward. That's where I was most happy. So I started to find ways to add value in and around sports, Mm. which allowed me to get into the industry at an early age in high school. Matter of fact, working with professional athletes, specifically a lot of them were on the Pittsburgh Steelers, which was a match made in heaven and no mm-hmm. accident, um, because that's what I wanted to do. I didn't want to work with random teams. I wanted to do whatever I could to make my passion, football, sports, and then the Pittsburgh Steelers, a bigger part of my life. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, working in marketing and PR and social media and content and doing whatever I could to to make that a bigger part of my life moving forward. So you know, that's how I got my start. You know, Mm -hmm. and it was creating the opportunities. And you know, I a lot of people are complacent and waiting for things to happen and hoping things will open up. You just gotta hustle. And if you provide that necessary value, things happen. They just do. Mm. Uh, When you're not having your hands out asking for things and you're bringing the value to the table, doors will fly open you know, and I think that is so important when you're moving forward and trying to make progress is being proactive in that regard. So, um, that's how I got my start is just kind of chasing what, what lights me up and and gets me excited and happy. And, and then, you know, I was in the sports industry for a while, about 10 years, and that was working with professional athletes and sports teams and agencies and brands in that space. And then I I had the opportunity to move out to Los Angeles and work with Robert Downey Jr. and his incredible team, which was a no-brainer. So (laughs) I I dropped everything and moved to L.A., and I was with Downey uh, for about a year. And then I went to Warner Brothers and spent a few years there working on the marketing campaigns for TV, film, and catalog titles. And that was a just a phenomenal experience working for a major studio and working on IPs and characters and projects that I loved. And then, you know, producing content for those campaigns, which you saw roll out on social media. Um, And then I left Warner Brothers and I've been independent ever since producing film projects, TV projects, music videos, commercials, uh, social campaigns, content campaigns, um, managing talent from artists to creatives, to influencers, to athletes, um, pretty much anybody who I just really respect and admire and, mm-hmm. and people who I identify as underutilized or people who I think could have a career out of, of their gifts and their talents. And I mm-hmm. try to help as much as I can to, to bring their goals and their fruitions to life. So, um, and then I, I speak, which is awesome. Thank you for bringing that up. I speak at universities and conferences. I just spoke in Brazil uh, last year, which was an incredible experience. And mm. I speak primarily on building genuine relationships and how that translates to success in both your personal life and business. And uh, I'm trying to inject a little more uh, authenticity and genuineness to this world, um, especially in my industry. It, it's very fake a lot of the time and you can kind of sniff that out real quick. And I think a lot of the fakeness is due to people being very impatient. Um, you know, and and just disingenuous in their approach and what they ultimately want out of a situation. So um it's sad, but you know, I'm working on it and I, I'm trying to make the uh the next generation in general, but also in this industry, just a, a bit a bit better um, and, in their approach. So, and then I could just consult with the brands and, you know, the studios and things of that nature that you mentioned. So it's a whirlwind, it's a blast. <laughs> I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, but at the end of the day, at its core, it's just chasing my passions and trying to add value in and around those passions. So I can, you know, live a life that is built around the things that make me happy.
1: Sweet, man. All right. So, I got to ask, you know, you've worked with some major studios and you worked on some major uh, pictures out there, ones that have grossed, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, that sort of thing. Tell us about now, for those of you who can't see this, you're only listening. There are some signed posters behind <laughs> Brad right now. So tell us about those first.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, this I always say this isn't a cloud thing. This is pure motivation and fuel on the wall behind me. So mm-hmm. I have a Iron Man three poster behind me, which is signed and uh, personalized by Downey. I have uh, this beautiful Avengers Endgame poster that's behind mm-hmm. me that I was a part of that project working with Disney and Marvel uh, and, and a really talented artist to put that together for the campaign. So mm-hmm. that was such a special project to, to be a very small part of that massive release Um, and and the entire cast signed that, so that's super special. And then you see uh, there's an Avengers Infinity War poster, which is signed by a great deal of the cast, too. So it's just something, man, I'm a huge pop culture guy at heart. I'm a huge Mm. nerd. I love this stuff. And once again, it's no accident. It's not like I fell into working on this thing that I'm passionate about—it's—it's it's right. something I've actively been working on very, very hard to to accomplish. And uh, it's just—it's exciting to to wake up every day and and see this on the wall. And, and like I said, it's not look how cool I am. It's if you chase your passions and you add value in your kind and you really stick at it and don't give up. You know, this—you know—good things happen.
1: Absolutely. Now, there's one other thing I have to ask about. So you've got this hoodie on. Okay? Uh, yeah. You have got this black hoodie on, and there's there's this this picture on the front of it, or this this woman. She's in a blindfold. Help help us. Can you explain that to us? What yes, is?
0: this this is probably my favorite show, and it's Stranger Things. So okay. showing some love to to Netflix's Stranger Things today, and shout out to uh, Millie Bobby Brown and
1: Finn Wolfhard and and the crew. Nice. Nice. All right. So I knew I have some people ask when it came to the video, what is that on his shirt? Because we can't see. The yeah. Thing, it, it, so- if,
0: if you don't see the whole thing, you're like, wow, he's wearing a hoodie with a blindfolded woman on the front. And and that could be weird. But <laughs> right. you know let, let's keep private things private. Like it's not necessary. <laughs> but um, no. But yeah, I, I love Stranger Things. So. All
1: right. So I'm going to I'm going to say a word and I just want you to react to the word. Okay? Oh, oh, boy. Yeah. Here we go branding. go. authenticity. Okay. Flesh that out for me. When you say authenticity, what do you mean?
0: In today's world, mm-hmm. everybody's a brand whether they like it or not. That's very true. Yes. So, it it's up to you. So, if if you want to create a disingenuous brand, um uh, an authentic brand, then you're just asking for a <laughs> fast track ticket to failure. Mm. Um because people will find out very quickly whether you're real or not. And if you're the latter, then you're toast. Um, You're going to have to be spending a lot of money with a publicist to, to fix all your, uh, (laughs) your lies and BS. Um, But you know, uh, branding super important because that's you're you're basically telling the story of who you are and what you are. Right. Uh, Whether it's your company, whether it's you yourself as an individual, um, you know, what you put on social media is for the most part you, um, right. and I think it's important to, to tell a, uh, professional, authentic and real story mm-hmm. of, of who you are. So, you know, one of the best compliments I get, you know, God willing, and, and I'm grateful for it is you are exactly the same person that you portray mm-hmm. on social yeah. media, yeah. um, I will say the, the red carpets and stuff is a bit more glamorous and (laughs) flashy. Um, but you know, that's a a part of my life that I'm very grateful for, but it's, you know, I'm, I'm a very simple guy and, and I, you know, want to share, uh, my, my life and if I can inspire or help someone in one way, shape or form, Mm -hmm. there's uh, nothing better than that. So it's, uh. Yeah, branding is so, so important. And I think more people are a little bit uh, cavalier with how they portray themselves on social media, what they post, what they say. You know, once you hit to the adult level, there's no whoopsies, I made a mistake, (laughs) I was joking. Like you really have to be careful um, because it, it just social media can make or break you in a millisecond.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, let's go on with that theme for just a minute, just what you were talking about there, because a thought struck me as you were talking. When you are coaching clients, when it comes to their social media presence, i.e. their sure. personal brands, it could be their their company brands, but for many of us as entrepreneurs, our company brand is our personal brand. 100%. So with that thought in mind, how would you coach someone who's who is wanting to be to truly be authentic so doesn't want to be fake and things like the 2020 election are coming up and some of the other like the civil unrest and things like that how would you coach someone when it comes to their social media presence and dealing with those things
0: i mean the election obviously was very toxic and and just a very uh, touchy subject for a lot of people so mm-hmm. i think there were ways to I don't want to say tiptoe around that but but touch on the subject in a non-combative way Um, obviously you're going to get a reaction one way or another depending on what side you went for right um but you have to be you know true to what you stand for um obviously i would (laughs) caution depending on what side you're on and how you approach things but you know you have to be real you have to be authentic you have to Mm. Uh, use your message to inspire and inject some positivity instead of injecting fear and negativity. Um, yes. So that, that's something that, you know, with the election one side was the latter and the other side was the opposite. So it, it's, it was a very interesting kind of branding standpoint um, to sit back and watch and observe how mm. each side kind of handled their business But if if you're not talking politics, I just think it's important to kind of take the safest approach um, in that regard because things can be misconstrued, things Mm -hmm. can be twisted. So, you know, I I try to um, focus on, you know, Mm -hmm. audio or video content um, because then you can't twist words. Cause you can hopefully see and hear uh, what's happening and then you're Mm -hmm. able to really see the, uh, the realness of what Mm -hmm. is said and that there is no, you know, uh, getting the wrong opinion or, um, I didn't mean that type scenario with a, with a message or a text or things of that nature. So, um, I just think the authenticity is, is the number one thing. But I think you have to understand and also prepare for every scenario possible to the best of your abilities. Right. And the way you do that is you literally break down everything you say and do prior to putting it out there and mm-hmm. say, how can this be received? What is the perception of what I'm about to release or say or do? Right. And I think when you think about that, you think of all the possibilities, so I'm very strategic in that regard. I'll I'll mm-hmm. plan five to ten moves ahead. I'll try to cover all the bases and and kind of protect myself in a way mm-hmm. of not setting myself up for failure or to right. get completely destroyed. Um, I'm human; I make mistakes, but at the end of the day, it's a very strategic. You know, I'll go over and over and over on a specific thing that I say or post or do prior mm-hmm. to actually doing it and say is this smart that that's like the number one is this smart sure and then you know if there's a little bit of doubt i'll just not say it or not do it or not post it because i don't want to load the gun for someone else to shoot me with which means i'm not going to intentionally treat you like crap i'm not gonna intentionally be disrespectful i'm not gonna intentionally um uh, just be cruel or, or put you down in some way, shape or form. And the key word mm-hmm. there is intentionally. Right. Um, right. you know, once again, I'm human. And if I <laughs> say or do something that hurts you in some way, it was not in a negative derogatory way. Um, that is not my goal in life. That's not who I am. But I think it's important to say that because, When I say I don't want to load the gun for someone else to shoot me with, I'm not going to give you a reason to dislike me. I'm not going to give you a reason to say something negative about me or my reputation. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's important because a lot of people, excuse me, a lot of people, once again, are very cavalier in how they carry themselves. I don't care what anybody thinks about me. If they don't like me, screw them, blah, blah, blah. Nah, man, you know, image is everything, but perception is reality. And you may think you're the nicest, greatest awesomest person ever. But if the, the, the opinion of many is you are an asshole, then you are an asshole. That is fact. So the perception is the only thing that matters. So if you're being perceived a certain way, that's, that's what it is, whether you like it or not. So you have to care what other people think.
1: All right. Let me ask you this you have and continue to deal with a lot of people and I'm using this term very loosely, celebrities. Sure. You you deal with them all the time. So what's that like? What are the challenges that are involved with that? Because that's for most of us, that's a life we'll never know anything about. I mean, at the end of the day, they're, they're normal people, you know,
0: they're normal people who just happen to be in high, uh, exposed, uh career paths jobs positions um you know good and bad obviously they, they there's a lot of good that comes with being a quote-unquote celebrity and then there's a lot of bad and things you lose in the process so mm-hmm. i think you have to be empathetic and and understand there's a lot that comes with that um there's also a lot of layers that come with that a lot of people on the team a lot of different. Mm-hmm. uh, uh Layers of protection on the team. Mm. Um, You know, they're massive brands. They are, you know, celebrities, like you said. So it's important to just understand certain aspects. But, you know, I go about it the same way every time. They're just normal people and I treat them as such. Um, Very respectful, very professional, but I don't want them to feel weird when we're working together. So it's a very one to one relationship, you know, and it's, you know, the, the, being starstruck and things of that nature that that's never really been a thing for me dating all the way back to high school when I was working with, you know, professional athletes and celebrities early on, you know, it just wasn't something I was more concerned with the relationship and the opportunity than Oh my gosh, you know, I should get an autograph or a, a picture. Like it's, it, it's bigger than that, and I think mm-hmm. if you focus on that and you treat them normal and professional, they appreciate that way more because they get the the ladder way, way, way more often. Right,
1: which is essentially people asking them for something.
0: Yeah, and you have to build that trust, and sure. you build that trust by uh, performing, adding value, being consistent, and not giving them reasons to not trust you. Sure. Um, so it's it's a it's a heightened situation because you're kind of under a microscope because mm. um they deal with a lot of shenanigans um oh, I'm sure. <laughs> for lack of ever word right. um but you know it's 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 exciting i enjoy it i i want to be a a person of value i want to be a person they can trust in mm-hmm. in any situation whether it's a professional athlete or you know a, a actor or, or an influencer, whoever it is, you know, sure. I, I, a lot, like you said, a lot of people are coming at them asking for things and that's not right. someone who I am ever. So that's where I've been able to kind of separate myself as mm. a guy of value. You know, for example, uh, most recently, you know, each and every year I try to reach out to the new guys who come to the Pittsburgh Steelers, whether oh, it's okay. through the draft, whether it's through free agency, you know, Eric Ebron, the tight end, um, Mm -hmm. came to the Steelers in the off season and I reached out to him immediately and was just like, Hey man, welcome to the team. Welcome to the family. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, just let me know, like if I can help you in any way, shape or form, I'm here for you. And he was like, appreciate that. I need a house. Like I need a house and I'm not a realtor. Okay. Like uh, that's not what I do, Mm -hmm. but I told him I was there for him. I told him whatever you need, I'll help you if I can. So I helped him find his home in Pittsburgh. Great. So, but but that's just the example of, you know, hey man, whatever you need. I didn't ask for anything. I didn't get paid, but that's not why I did it. But now we have a really good relationship. Sure, you do. You know, and that makes sense. That's what matters because that is the the core of happiness, Mm -hmm. success, both in your personal life and business. Um, You got to have good relationships with people. And when you do, not only do you experience a ton of happiness, not only do you experience uh, just a a variety of awesome things and just have good experiences in general, Mm. um, but you learn a lot in the process and you build a a great reputation for yourself. Um, Because if a lot of people have good things to say about you, your reputation will precede you in that regard. So it's, it's important. It's a multi-layered thing. That's why I, I try to tell people to not be so cavalier with how they carry themselves and how they treat others because that will come back to you tenfold one way Absolutely. or another.
1: Absolutely. Well, as you know and as the listeners know, the name of this podcast is Relationships and Revenue. And uh, the guiding premise that we have on this show is that how things go at home or our most significant relationships, how things are going there, is how things are going to go in our business lives. Because those relationships that we have follow us everywhere we go, just like a shadow. And so what do you do? What are some skill sets, some things that you work on to make your relationships better in your personal life so that they can become better in your work life?
0: Yeah, I mean, like you said, for me, it's it's not this is a business relationship (laughs) i i I don't want to do that now there are some situations where they're like look let's keep business and personal stuff separate and fine Mm -hmm. but that's not on me i don't ever separate the two gotcha first and foremost it's a it's a personal relationship okay if business comes great if it doesn't fine like it that's good like and and that's the thing like a lot of people look at it black and white if i don't get what i want i'm out of there especially if i don't get what i want in a timely manner right (laughs) so if this doesn't happen the way i wanted to when i want to i'm out like i don't have time i don't care and once again that's not an authentic relationship and and that's where Mm -hmm. a lot of people fail um because they're not patient and they're not in it for the right reasons Mm -hmm. so um you know, I try to, at the end of the day, it's about caring. Yeah. Do you care? Do you care? Do you care enough to text back? Do you care enough to message back? Do you care oh, enough gosh, to call?
1: man. That is so huge. Oh, my gosh. Now, listeners, you've heard me say this before, so this is a perfect time to say this again. When you have somebody who reaches out to you, especially on social media, I don't care how big you think you are in the social media world. Um, I can promise you there is someone and I don't mind name dropping here because I I know her. So I can say this. Uh, Jasmine star is huge in the Instagram world. She has hundreds of thousands of followers on there. She's gigantic. She's in L.A., uh, Newport Beach area. Okay, where she is. Um, Anyhow, fabulous person. The first time I reached out to her through Instagram, sent her a DM same day got a voice reply back so i knew it was her see because sometimes you know if people get big enough there's someone else who's doing the replying when it's the voice message back you know it's that person and she did she replied back she's a, and every time i have messaged her she's gotten back to me always every single time
0: it's important and and at the end of the day it's also important to understand that we're human and things slip through the cracks and you can't respond to everybody. But at the end of the day, it's like, look, like when when I meet someone and they're like, I'm a horrible texter. And I'm like, no, you're not. You just don't care. Like it's that, (laughs) it's that black and white. Like if I text you (laughs) once and then a couple weeks or a month later, I text you again. And then maybe a few weeks later, I'll call you and, you still don't reply like, come on at that point. It's like, all right, once, twice, three times, give me a break. Like I, I know where I sit or I know what this is. That's, that's cool. That's cool. But don't sit here and and give this blanket. I'm a horrible callbacker or text backer. It's just a load of nonsense. Right. And uh, you know, I, I, relationships are built and it has to be a two way street, Mm -hmm. but it also is, the the higher you get in regards to the people you're building relationships with or mm. you know uh, career level and things of that nature you have to understand that they're getting hundreds if not thousands of texts a day yeah, and yeah. timing has a lot to do with it so you got to catch them in the moment when the, the <laughs> phone is in their hand and I'm not kidding I've, I've well, had I believe situ- you I've had situations like this before where um, you know a friend of mine, uh, I was trying to get in contact with, and I saw they tweeted, so I immediately called them, and they answered the phone right away because the phone was in their hand. Right. right. So it it it, mm. it luck has a lot to do with it, and that's why I don't take things personal where so and so doesn't text me back right away. But once again, if if it's a trend of like ten messages over you know two three months span, then I'm like okay. We should send out a search party or they don't give a shit. Um, (laughs) Right. Right. So it's, you know, that's where it starts. Do you care? And if the answer is yes, you'll put the effort into making it happen. Um, You'll be consistent in how you follow up and check in and, you know, things of that nature. So I I think you have to care. You have to be genuine. You have to be authentic. And um, that starts from calling, texting, messaging, DMing, you know, showing generic base level support, And, you know, just be consistent. And I'm not saying, oh, I've been doing this for a month and I'm not getting anywhere. I'm out of here. It's like, (laughs) you don't get it. Sometimes it takes years. Yeah. Years. Like my Willie Parker, the running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mm two-time Super Bowl champion. I was his, like, biggest fan growing up. And and I wanted to be a bigger part of his life. I wanted to help in any way, shape, or form and add value and kind of return – the happiness and the positive things that he brought to my life oh, okay. where, you know, watching the game, I get a, a ton of happiness watching these guys play. So I want to add value back and, and, and thank them and, and make their lives easier to the best of my ability. So I was that fan. I got connected to Willie and it took years to build a solid relationship with him. Mm-hmm. At first I was just this kid, Cause there was an age gap yeah. in his life that was always around, always reaching out, always mm-hmm. offering to help. And he'll say to this day, he thought I was annoying as shit. <laughs> like he, he just didn't understand why, why I was doing what I was doing. Right. And then over the years, you know, we had, we had an awesome moment together. We were on a cruise together and mm. it was like a family trip. Years down the line, obviously from where it began, Uh, I'm Uncle Brad now to his kids, and you know it's just a it's an amazing thing. But pretty cool. Um, but it's all that authentic, genuine relationship, right? And you build Mm -hmm. that over time, and you have to be patient, you have to be consistent. And there were days, weeks, whatever, where I didn't hear from Willie because Mm -hmm. he's plays in the NFL and he's a busy guy and whatever. But he would get back to me when he could. But what was amazing is on that cruise. You know, At the time, he had just retired, and he was looking to get into coaching, and okay. he was the one that had to reach out and build relationships with front office executives oh, okay. and coaches and play the game of follow-up and, and giving a shit and things <laughs> of that nature. And he looked at me, and he goes, I get it. I get yeah. it now.
1: Now he understands. Yeah. He's like,
0: I, I, I see why you did what you did, and I respect it. Mm. And it, it was never reaching out wanting something. You know, I didn't reach out to him and harass him about needing something or whatever. It was always just showing love. You know, hey man, great game. You know, good luck next week. You know, just mm-hmm. really basic level shit. Hey, how's the family? How's your mom and dad? How's your brother? How's your sister? Just genuinely giving a shit about his personal life, his professional life, and just him in general. Mm-hmm. And we're we're going on like 15 years now, which is nice. insane. Um, and and the relationship I have with him, I'm so grateful for. And once again, you know, most people, most people, when players retire or mm-hmm. quit, fans just kind of move on. That's true. They do. You know, and, and, you know, Willie says to this day, he's like, you never left me. Mm-hmm. And and that's because it was a real, authentic, genuine relationship. Exactly.
1: Um, exactly. So I starts from giving
0: a shit, man. That's it.
1: I get that. I get that. You know, <clears throat> I mean, I, I certainly have stories. I, I'm sure you have many more, but I have stories of of meeting these celebrity types that definitely their public persona. And when you meet them in private persona, definitely don't match up at all. You know, so they, disappointing. They, well, you know, they, they start to believe their own hype kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, it can be very disheartening. You know, Very much
0: so, especially but, out here, man, especially out here.
1: And and once I learned that, you know what, the problem wasn't with me. The problem oh, was actually not. with the other person. That means there's something unfulfilled in that person's life that makes them think they have to be a certain way in front of cameras, in front of certain other people, that they can't be who they really are. Yeah, yeah. Which is, it's, which is sad, but... That's it, a- it's very
0: sad because you know you you follow these people who have massive followings and you think there's some way and then when you get to actually get to know them or have an opportunity to just chat with them one on one and really get to see the true colors and they're not at all what they preach or say or do it's mm-hmm. very disappointing um because you know once again going back to being authentic and genuine like OK, like uh, I've been following you for years now and then I get to know the real you and mm-hmm. you're not kind and you're not mm-hmm. real yeah. and you're full of shit. Mm-hmm. And it it's sorry for lack of a better term, but it's that's the nature. And unfortunately, the negative aspects of what social media is, yeah. is it allows people to portray. Now, if you're playing an actual character like you're not like I'm I'm this person now like that's that's OK. Like we get that. You don't well, have to be the different. different. Yeah. But but going back to what you said about branding, once you get in that groove of people starting to identify that you aren't who you portray yourself as, mm-hmm. that's going to slowly chip away at whatever reputation you build for yourself and a track oh, yeah. record and people talk. And that's the thing I always say is like, if you reach out to someone, the first thing they're going to do is reach out to a mutual friend that you guys Mm -hmm. have. And they're going to say, what do you think about so-and-so? And you better hope they have something good to say. And once again, going back to what I said is I'm, I work very, very hard and I'm very cognizant to not load the gun for someone else to shoot me with. So I I really try so hard that in every uh, experience I have with someone, that I walk away saying, you know what, I did everything I could to really put my best foot forward, make that person feel special, mm-hmm. make that person feel seen and heard, and and not have anything bad to say about me. Right. Because I want them to, to enjoy our time together and not walk away while Brad is an asshole.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think and anybody they, wants to hear that. So <laughs> They don't, but a lot of people don't care, John. Oh no, I get that. I get that. Having, I used to be that person. Yeah. I mean, years ago when I was much younger, I I was like that. I didn't care. And what, what I began to realize over time, first of all, is I didn't like that person very much. And the second thing I realized as I got older, as we, you were talking about uh, reputation just a moment ago, that truly a reputation takes a lifetime to build, but takes a moment to destroy
0: milliseconds now with social media
1: seriously i mean it takes no time at all yeah and i won't say it's impossible to get it back but it's really hard yeah 100%. super super much harder than it was building it the first time much harder i mean ten thousand times harder yeah i i couldn't agree more
0: and it's and that's why it's so important where i put so much time and effort into it's a not just caring about myself, but others, and that is the the secret sauce. That's what really separates you because not a lot of people care about other people, and it's sad. It is. But w- oh when God. you w- when w- we're talking like base level respect, right. you know, and it's <laughs> just it's you know, like you said, people get caught up in in their brand and who they are and their their level in life, and it's it's sad. And you know, at the end of the day, it's like. Look, we're human. We make mistakes. You know, we'll give people the benefit of the doubt, but it's the the repetition, it's the patterns okay. that you start to realize one way or another, mm-hmm. and that's it's up to you to break those patterns and acknowledge your mistakes
1: and and hopefully, you know, be better down the line. All right. So let me ask you this: um, as we come closer to our our ending time, someone who is either a relatively new person in business, entrepreneur, or thinks they might want to be some of your best advice that you would give like top two or three things, what would you recommend? I have a plan. Okay. I have a plan first and foremost.
0: Um, a lot of people ask me like, Oh, I want to come to LA. And I'm like, great, go for it. But do you have a plan? <laughs> and a lot of people were like, no, but I'm going to come to LA and figure it out. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not what I said. <laughs> you got to have a plan when you come here because otherwise you'll be here for a very short amount of time. You'll get eaten up and spit out. So I -hmm. think in any situation, like you have to have a, a, a rough plan and idea of what you are going to do and how you're going to do it. Um, at least try to do it, uh, Mm -hmm. and then kind of attack it and you have to be very free flowing and roll with the punches that come at you because trust me, they'll, they will come your way. Mm -hmm. Um, and you have to be quick on your feet and pop back up when you get knocked down because failure is inevitable. And you have to be okay with failing. Like, yes. I, I I don't look at it as failing. I fail often, okay? like You should. A lot. But, I mean, if you're not failing, you're not trying hard enough. Exactly. You're, you're, you're not challenging I people Is I, di-
1: I differentiate between failing and failure. 100%. Failing is a conscious choice it's an act that means i'm working towards something it didn't work out but i'm learning from it failure is a state of being 100 100 i'm like new no. so failure uh, for me is like i don't want that but failing i absolutely want to do that and i, I look at it as i either win or i learn in either way okay, i, I learn
0: right so it's it's for me i i swing for the fence in every aspect of my life yeah. whether it's you know basic level you know, career stuff or trying to get the biggest client or ask out whatever girl I'm interested in. Like it, it doesn't like, I don't care. Like there are no, oh my gosh, I don't know if this is going to happen. Like, I don't care. Like I'm, it's either going to happen or it's not either way. I'm going to be in the same place. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's like, let's just go, let's try. So I, I want, you know, people out there who are really trying to, to get started and you know, chase your passions. Add value. Literally, be a be a person of service. Mm. And if that is your goal, and and you are good at delivering on that, as being of service, doors will open up for you. You your phone will be ringing, and people will will want to be around you because you are a person of value. You are a person of your word, and you deliver. And I think that's really important. So. You know, uh, your reputation is everything. Don't be cavalier with that. Your relationships are everything. Uh, it's not about networking. You're not collecting Pokemon cards here. You, <laughs> these are actual people who right. have feelings and lives, and you have to treat them as such. And you have to be okay that business might not come from these relationships, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people don't have that mindset, and that's why they fail. Um, because at the end of the day, worst-case scenario, worst-case you're going to have these people in your life. You're going to learn a lot from these people because of whatever life they live and career path they're on and things of that nature. But you're also going to get a lot of happiness because you're surrounding yourself with people who you admire and who inspire you. And there's a lot of good that comes with that. And at the end of the day, happiness is all that matters, especially when we saw a year like 2020, Mm. you know, depression's at all time high suicides at all time high and it's devastating. And, you know, obviously the amount of people who've died from COVID. So it's just a lot of people are suffering right now. I've had my days, trust me. It's not been an easy year for me, uh, as I'm sure a lot of people out there have struggled as well, but that's why it's important to just be kind and be real and authentic with others because these interactions that we have, man, are are all we have at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I'm certain there are many, many people who's like, oh my gosh, Brad is amazing, which you are. <laughs> and, it's, and and they're going to say like, I want to connect with Brad. He says that he is an authentic guy. And so I want to test that out. So bring it. how do people find you?
0: Uh, you can hit me up on Instagram at Brad R. Lambert. Um, definitely hit me up, shoot me a DM or comment, whatever. And uh, I'll try
1: to get back to you as soon as I can. All right. And we'll be sure to include that in the show notes, everyone, just so that, you know, so if you want to get in touch with Brad, Instagram is the best way to do it. Brad R Lambert is how you find him. So that R is key. Just so that, you know, it's key. Someone,
0: someone took Brad Lambert and they're not even using it. Like it's a blank, like no profile picture, no posts. I'm like, what are you doing? So That's
1: we're, we're working on that. We're working on that. <laughs> It'll happen. It'll happen. Yes, it will. All right. So, We've got our final four. Four quick questions. Just tell me the first thing that pops into your head, okay? Let's do it. All right. Question number one. Why did God create bread?
0: To uh, inject some authenticity and kindness and hopefully be a person of value uh, and a uh, person of influence for, for good. And I, I want to leave a lasting legacy of, of positive impact and and changing as many lives as I can. Um, and once again, that comes from a place of being authentic and, and being genuine and, you know, a quick sidebar, but like, we lost Chadwick Bozeman not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm devastated and it, I'm not devastated for the reasons you may think. Of course, I'm, I'm bummed we're not going to see him portray T'Challa again right. or, or any of the other remarkable characters and performances that would come. But it was what he did with the platform that he built for himself, mm. how he was so selfless and in his approach and the, the charitable and uh, philanthropic nature of, of who he was and always trying to impact people and bring happiness to others and, you know, visit children hospitals and, and send messages and care packages and donate. And just, you know, a lot of people don't understand and know who he truly was. Um, but, it, that is the most devastating thing for me because he was so inclusive, and and always elevated everyone around him, yeah. and you know I think you saw the outpouring support from everyone across the world, yeah. and I don't know what impact is, but that is what it looks like when when you have the entire world mourning you not for your work, not only for your work but who you are, and what you did. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's something that I, I hope I can achieve even a fraction of what he did on that level. Um, but that's what I'm striving for. I want to, I want to be someone that, you know, when my time comes, people look and they're like, he did whatever he could to make people around him better and add value to others and Mm. just lead with kindness. And that's, that's what I'm trying to do.
1: Oh man. Love that answer. Thank you for sharing that bit about Chadwick Boseman. Um, question number two, what are you doing reading or listening to right now? That's helping you grow Uh,
0: shout out to Jim quick and his book limitless. Um, I came out a few months ago. Uh, he's a, he's a good friend, really talented, smart guy. He is the brain and memory coach. So his book limitless focuses on tips and tricks and strategies to increase your reading speed, your, uh, ability to retain information and learn quickly, uh, which is obviously important. So, um, I'm reading that. I'm also on masterclass a lot, uh, just kind of looking at the different classes and and tutorials that they have on that platform. Um, uh, highly recommend the book, uh, by Chris Voss, um, never split the difference on negotiating as if your life depends on it. Just a fantastic book, which will help you, um, negotiate and at the end of the day we're in negotiations every single day good or bad like every conversation we're in if you want something you're in a negotiation um so you know basic communication uh how to enter and intra personal communication things of that nature i i just want to get better um and I'm, i'm reading a lot of books on production and just the entertainment industry i uh just got a book uh based around the music industry so i'm I'm trying to expand my horizons a little bit um and that's the thing when you don't go to school for these specific things like i didn't go to usc film school right so i don't have the the normal route to to hollywood or things of that nature so i have to learn by experience and learn from these things that i do on the side so it's it's uh once again I, i truly believe you can get whatever you set your mind to within reason. Um, But you just got to put the work in and get after it.
1: All right. Question three, what do you do for fun?
0: And I'm, I'm such a chill guy. I I miss it terribly, but going to the movies is one of my favorite things to do. I'm generally there two to three times a week. I just, it's a great way to unravel and relax and just appreciate the creativity and hard work of the just, insanely talented people in this industry um takes a lot to to make a film or a tv show and you know i think i think people are a little too hard and and their opportunities to be a critic um (laughs) you know but i love going to the movies i love uh video games so when i have time i i I game um but uh you know i'm i'm very low-key chill guy so i appreciate the little things gotcha all right and question four
1: what are you most grateful for?
0: My friends and my family.
1: Okay. Gotcha. That's fantastic answer. Well, listen, Brad, thank you very much for thank taking the time job. to spend with us today and share a little bit about you and about your experience. And I know that for me, it's been a fantastic experience just connecting with another person who is of like mindset that Agreed. thinks that people are the best currency that there is. So we need to invest in them wisely. 100%. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in today. Hope you were able to get something useful out of this. Again, be sure to check out the show notes. There's going to be a lot of really good stuff in there, knowing how to connect with Brad, uh, the resources he talked about, all those sorts of things will be in there. And we will talk to you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Revenue.